it is Friday night. You guys are tuned in to the Sports Kitty Wrestling Facebook page or the Wrestle Binge brought to you by Sports Kitty YouTube channel. And that means it is time for Smack Talk a little early this week, thanks to the NBA playoffs. Miami Heat victorious over the Chicago Bulls tonight. So Rampage starts about, what, 20 minutes earlier than usual, and uh, we are here to talk about SmackDown and Rampage, at least the parts that we saw of Rampage. SP3 has it all covered for us, though, because uh, he's the man, and, well, he has multiple screens. I'm a, I'm a professional. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Dutch Dutch just sends us a message and says, "Hey, I can't watch Rampage tonight." So you know, there's there is that. So we'll have to fill in. Uh, we'll have to fill in the. You gonna let him bury you like that, Dutch? <laughs> Trying to bury you. He had I don't get, problems. I don't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm having problems right now with hearing you, Rick. You're oh? freezing. Your voice is stopping. Of course, that could be you naturally, because I know you've been hammered all day. No, yes, you not? You've been drinking today, Rick. No, yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Yesterday. That's, yesterday a, hell was a, day. A, that's a hell of a hangover, then. All right. Well, well you only turned thirty-five once. What are we, once, what are we, what are we talking about first? Well, happy, happy birthday to Rick. That's what we we're talking about. It's a birthday celebration. Everyone oh, yeah. in the chat. Happy birthday, Rick. How, Rick. How, are, how old are you? Tell us. Tell us the friggin' truth. I am 35, which means I'm one year away from a midlife, midlife crisis. I think you've been into that for a while already. I think you have early onset midlife crisis. That's what I think you got. I, I don't know if it's. I don't I've know gone if through it early. twice. If you, if you knew my family history, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't <laughs> say it's early. You'd say it's spot freaking on. Uh, but regardless, so uh, we are here to talk about SmackDown tonight, Rampage as well. But ladies and gentlemen, we now know when the WWE draft is going to be taking place. Ozzy, I am thirty-five. Don't you put that voodoo on me. I am thirty-five now. All right. I. I no. I had one of my friends text me the other day and say, hey, happy 36th birthday. I'm like, you motherfucker, I'm going to. Mm. Anyway, regardless, I'm 35. Uh, hey, but you need to watch know. that. You need to watch that language, buddy. Eh, it's a, it's 11 o'clock. It's almost that offended after. me. Yeah, right. We do know <laughs> when the WWE draft is going to be taking place now. Night one is actually going to be night two of the NFL draft. They are going to be going head to head. Uh, this year, April 28th, that SmackDown, which they've already set up for a big show, big tag team title match that night. And it's going to be the first round of the end of the WWE draft, which will then conclude on the following Monday, which is May 1st uh, over on Monday Night Raw. We don't know the rules. We don't know the pools. We don't know anything else, but we do have a confirmed date. And Dutch, you have a big idea. You told us in our in our extensive pre-show meeting today about how the uh, WWE can make oh, yeah. that, wrap that, better this that, year. That three-minute meeting where you guys ghosted me, <laughs> folks. I'm gonna tell you what. Don't work with these two guys because they will ghost the shit out of you. Oh, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. They're there, but it's like 45 minutes late. Okay, listen. Give me the <laughs> give me the quick rundown for the draft. What do they do? They just go out there and pull names or what? Uh, well, if they do it like they Don't did. Nobody answer me at one time now. <laughs> Whatever you do. If they do it like they did last year. Last year they had different. Last year it was 2021. 
whatever. The last time they had a draft, right? Yeah, that's right. Cause they pushed it off. Right. So 2021, when they had a draft, they had different pools. So they separated this separated the superstars who were available for each night. So not every superstar okay. was available on Friday. Not every superstar was available on Monday. And then they alternated picks back and forth. I think SmackDown got the first pick for their show. And I think Raw got the first pick for their show. So that helped uh, Roman Reigns be selected number one overall. If memory does serve, serve correct. I don't know. That was like 2020, but that that's how they did it. The three. Years. This is my, this is my idea. Why not for one pick at least make the people make the choice, you know, like picking the winner on them. What, what talent show they have that, yeah, that the people can vote. And I'd have the people vote and have the, have them do it. At least one, at least one pick. And now for creative, you say, well, you just got to work with it. I don't know, people pick, you know, I mean, they got all these people already booked in anyway. But for a people pick, you don't have to change bookings anyway. Just let the guy, you know, fill out his dates and then he goes to the other show. And then you can actually see how much fans are invested in this draft. And if it works, you could open it up to two picks next year. But to me, the draft is just boring as hell. It's going to be the same guys regardless on what show they're on. So I, I don't see what the difference is. Do you like my idea, Rick? Look, I think anything that involves internet and audience participation these days is a good idea. Like, I'm honestly surprised. We're it's 2023, and we have yet to bring back Cyber Sunday. Uh, I mean, like in all seriousness, that was a pay per view that was way ahead of its time. Everybody's on their damn smartphone throughout the entirety of the show. I don't know how they haven't gone back to to this level of audience participation. And to your point, Dutch, yeah, they could choose to send somebody to a show that they didn't plan on doing. But, hey, it's WWE. F them in the end. It was, it, hey, great. You, they, they got drafted to SmackDown. Yes, well, we WWE. just worked out a trade, so we're sending them over to Raw. I think, I think it would work. I think you could get a, you'd get a lot of coverage on it, and you can actually see how many people would actually vote and those are your rabid fans and telling them they could make a difference. They could make a choice. I think, I, I think you'd get a good response out of that. I really do. Cause I would vote. Who would you vote first? Who could you vote on? Man. Wow. It would be We've Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, of you course. Know, it would be Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns would be the first person. There's a lot of variables there. It depends on the pick. What pick you're voting on? Is it pick one? Is it pick two? Is it pick four? Is it pick 12? Is it Mr. Irrelevant? Uh, it's not a one. Relevant? It's not a one. It's a, it's, a pick, it's a pick three, just say. Okay, pick. then it depends on the pool. But part of me would love to see like the audience hijack it and just pick like you know, Madcap oh, Moss, yeah. Monday Night Raw, <laughs> something, something like that. Um, but put yeah. all the goobers on Raw and give us all the great people that we can review on SmackDown. Give us Gunther, give us Roman, <laughs> give us Sammy and Kevin and the Usos. Yeah, LA Knight. Just let us keep a lot of the guys. And this is something we'll talk about tonight. There's a lot of people on this show in particular that the audience is flat out invested in. That 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 crowd tonight. 
was was white hot for a lot of people on this show. Um, Dutch, what do you think about WWE going head to head with the NFL draft this year? At first, I was like, that's kind of a bold decision. I don't think it'll hurt them at all. I think it'll help them. Actually. Hey, the NFL draft after the first pick, it's kind of over. I think. Um, man, and I don't and think it'll hurt WWE. NFL is so king, though. Like, Thursday, they own it. First round, a lot of drama. It's going to be there. But especially early when they start the second round of the draft, there's there's still going to be investment. Yeah, once Saturday rolls around and it's rounds four through seven, who cares? Uh, but I still think they're going to have heavy competition with two through three. But they were going to have that competition anyway. So I think actually putting it on this show and SP3, giving, them, giving WWE fans more of a reason to tune in, and that's also why we're getting that big tag team title match that night as well, I think this made a lot of sense because they're not only dealing with the okay. the NFL draft, they're dealing with the NBA playoffs. NBA yep. playoffs is getting officially underway tomorrow. So they're going to have to deal with it. They're going to have stiff competition. Uh, so it made the whole world the sense to, to push it up. Cause I know the original plan was for the week after I believe uh backlash, but doing it early, it helps them with the competition that they're going to have. They're really stacking that card. You can expect Roman Reigns is going to be on the show as well. So it's, it's a smart move in my, in my opinion. Rick, let me ask you something. Yes. The NBA, the NBA, their ratings weren't that good this year, right? Or no? Uh, that's his question. I don't watch because the I heard that the that the girls, that the girls NCAA playoffs, they beat the NBA. And the NBA uh, ratings are, I mean, you know, the ratings are down. Yes or no? I don't I don't check the ratings for NBA. That's that's above my pay grade. <laughs> Benjamin Kimbrell asking, why don't they do uh, the GM way from back in the day? Well, the, 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 they would need to have actual general managers because right now, and that's the issue I have with the draft is if you're not going to have execs from USA and Fox making the picks, who's making these picks and why? Because Adam Pierce is in charge of both shows. Um, so I would, I'd kind of like to see separate authority. Vance. Vince can yeah. make the picks. Vince and Triple H should make the picks. Yes, yes. Bring them out there. That would be interesting. And have a big family fight. Now, that's good. That makes that's sense. That's what I do. Bring Stephanie too. They're slapping each other and uh, continue. Now, I, yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, the NBA uh, regular season ratings across ABC, ESPN, and TNT is down slightly from last regular season. I don't know if NCAA women's tournament uh, no, ratings the women's tournament, them. They did. I mean that that that's a that's honestly not a fair comparison because you're comparing a two week period to five months. Well, that's just what I heard. I'm just I didn't. <laughs> I, I, it's not up for discussion. It's just something I heard. What is that? Roland Wait. Curtis, nine dollars. <laughs> Almost 10. Fans yeah. vote to choose the starting five players. Hey, Roland, good. You need to there you, go. you need to submit a resume to WWE Creative. 
All right, so Roland, Roland Curtis's super chat, which is in the super chat, if you uh, uh, want to, you know, guarantee that your comment gets read. Uh, fans vote to choose the starting five players on both teams for the NBA All Star Game. Coaches and media choose the reserve players. Fans choose five for Raw, five for SmackDown. Producers and media can do the rest. And I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, the problem is with that, and Dutch said maybe one or two, and you have creative deal with it. If you have the fans start choosing several people i mean that really starts to jumble up all of their you know their well, you can't you can't players. they can't do that yeah i mean the fans have one one pick no more than two one would be enough i think yeah just to see how it does now yeah creative I, I mean, if you, you're gonna have the names to book it with this is another so one where i don't the, think it's a right? fair fair comparison when you're comparing an all-star game to what the brands are going to be for the next year <laughs> but i get where he's coming from audience participation exists in other sports i like the idea of audience partic uh, participation on on some level on a on a maybe the end maybe the wwe draft isn't the right place for it like i said already i i'm stunned that cyber sunday isn't a thing um i again i think they they could bring that back and it would be a huge well, how did cyber sunday work well it was the same how did way cyber like sunday work Cyber Sunday was uh, they set up a card and then it was like a series of pick this guy's opponent, pick the stipulation for this match. And you had a series of options and then the fans would would vote. This was back in the flip phone Nokia era. All right. Nowadays, it's, you know, got a com literal computer in your hand. So, I mean, it would be so much easier for for audiences to to take part in that. Some something of, you know, of, of similar uh, ilk there. So. My other question, as far as the draft is concerned, by the way, does Triple H use now the separated brands? If you're going to solidify separated brands, because they really got away from that on in the build up to WrestleMania, you solidify the brands. Does he use that as a way to introduce a new world championship for whichever show does not get Roman Reigns, Raw or SmackDown? Does he use this opportunity to introduce an old championship or a new championship? Yes or no? I don't think he should. I wouldn't. I wouldn't add any more. I wouldn't add any more. I can't follow the ones they got. I mean, yeah. you said, what do you think? I I agree with Dutch. It kind of dilutes the whole point of putting both titles on Roman Reigns. You're making them into this final boss. If you make a new world champion. That one, it's not going to have any prestige. It's just going to be a nothing title. And it can very easily go down the route of the World Heavyweight Championship. And three, you're kind of diluting the whole point of putting the both titles on Roman Reigns. Because the whole point should be for someone to get the rub of beating him for both titles, for both of the main <laughs> titles. So creating a third world championship, nah. I don't, but you I don't wouldn't be creating a third. You'd be creating a second because both of the, there's two belts. The whole, the whole point, the whole point is for Roman to have the two world, world championships. So if you're, if you're going to create a whole new belt for Roman Reigns, if he's walking around with two world championships, if you introduce another championship, what if that's he's a walking third around with three? world title. That's a third world title. <laughs> Yeah, that well, what I'm saying is what if he make, wins the third one to make this work, you'd have, three to give, belts. you'd have to give Roman a new belt. I, I think you would <laughs> that's have to give way Roman. too much. That's way too much. You give Roman, you're, 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 Roman you're, a new belt and introduce a second world title for Raw or SmackDown. So you're introducing two world, you're too interesting to two new belts when he's already walking around with two belts. Like it doesn't make any sense. 
No, you, you consolidate the two into one, and that's Roman's championship. It's the same yeah. championship he's had for the last year. Then it's not, the undis- it's not the undisputed world title, then. It's the if WWE you- Universal Championship is what it is. And then you introduce... So he's reverting. He's reverting back. You're, you're, you're literally downgrading what Roman is right now, if you do that. Who cares about Roman Reigns? You need another world championship. I'll tell you who. Vince McMahon, Triple H, and the WWE care about Roman Reigns. Well, you got half of your roster who's suffering without another world title right now, which it's it's desperately needed. They need to find a way to get, I'm saying, is this could be an, another avenue. Man, you got me feeling like Dutch Mantel. How the hell is these people making six figures suffering? I don't like the idea of adding. I don't like the idea of adding. You got so many people who are reportedly pissed off and creative right now because they got nowhere to go because there's no main title picture anymore. Roman's beaten everybody. And they're going to keep the belt on him for another year and keep all these dudes just in a parking lot, just chilling with nothing to do. What the hell are you doing with Seth Rollins right now? What the hell are you doing with Drew McIntyre right now? They're just sitting there chilling. You got nothing for them. You got they nothing sitting for them. There, they sit there chilling and six What was that, Dutch? Well, what happened to Drew McIntyre social media? Blacked it out. Account. Blacked it out. Went black it went dark or what? It just yep. disappeared? What's that mean? Hell if I know. I have genuinely no idea what's going on. Well, I don't know. You got reports that he's sick. You got reports that he's hurt. You got reports that is that he's disgruntled. You got reports that his contract is getting set to to expire uh, soon. You got reports that his contract is set to expire in nine months. Some people think he's going to be showing up at Wembley Stadium for All In as Drew Galloway. Like there, you got there's nine hundred different reports about Drew McIntyre right now. All I know for a fact is we ain't seen him since he got his ass whooped by Sheamus and Gunther at WrestleMania. We haven't seen him, and he put on his social media after WrestleMania three little. Hand waves, said bye bye. We haven't seen him since, and now he's gone dark on on Twitter. Well, not dark, but he's he's blacked everything out and removed WWE. I don't know if he's working us. I think a lot of people would say he's working us, but he typically doesn't use Twitter to work people. So I don't know. I I can't really say for sure. SP3, you definitely seem to be under the he's working us. I'm sorry. It's a WWE star who's using social media to get attention. I'm sorry. We just seen this with <laughs> Bailey. We just literally seen this with Bailey. So I don't believe it. Until... Bailey's always been one to blur lines. Hey, all these, all these guys do it. All these guys in WWE do it. AEW, they do it. Yes. Thank you, Romeo. Yeah. These athletes are so dramatic with their social media. And then they expect us to, to jump through hoops and be like, what's going on? Is he leaving? No, I've seen it way too many times. He's not. Drew's probably just sitting back laughing right now, to be completely honest with you. Uh, Big Dog Inc. Uh, thank you for the super chat. We appreciate it. Dutch Mantel for WWE Hall of Fame. How you doing, Dutch? Been a big fan from day one. Loved your matches with Jerry Lawler. Hey, uh, that son of a... Uh, not you, Jerry Lawler. I'm talking about him. Uh, thank you very much. Hey, the Hall of Fame, a lot of people have asked me that. I don't lose any sleep over it. If they want to do it, fine. I got to see what it pays first <laughs> before I go in there. But uh, some people have asked me that. So, But if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. I don't lose any sleep over it whatsoever. Who would you want to induct you? 
Oh, I don't know. I hadn't even thought. I, that Rick never Sawyer. crosses my mind. Yeah, Rick would be good, and I could run it and just knock. The, I could bull whip his ass is what I do. All of a sudden, he's introducing me. <laughs> Yahoo! That great TV. That, that really is. Well, what he'd do is he'd, is he'd, he'd get up there, and he'd just start naming every wrestler who's ever had a mustache. Like he just started, oh, yeah. he just he started rattling all those names off over and over and over again, and then try to put you on a ranking system with them. That's exactly what he would do. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's I, not... I've never, I've, I've never thought about it at all. To tell you the truth. All right, we've been bullshitting enough. Let's hop into these shows, shall we? Uh, we open up Friday night. Yeah, I, yep. I like the bullshit. I like the bullshit a lot better. <laughs> now we don't got to grade no shit. Go ahead. Go ahead. We open up SmackDown with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens kicking off the show. They're still massively Good. over. They're out there to hype up the draft, and, hey, anything could happen, but we're going to be here, and we're going to defend these tag team titles with all of our might. Usos interrupt them. Jimmy and Jay out there saying bloodline is as strong as ever. Sammy says uh, Jay is great at uh, lying to himself. He's the best at it, which is he could do anything as good as Jay lies to himself. Uh, looks like we're going to get a fight. Riddle shows up to make it a fair fight, and then we get a big brawl to uh, close out the opening segment here. Then we get another interweaving here of the bloodline throughout the night. Uh, some backstage segments with the Usos and and Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa, and then we get some backstages with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and saying, hey, Riddle, you should go out there and play it safe tonight. And Riddle's all like, man, I, bro, I've been waiting 800, 118 days to whoop Solo's ass. And then we get the big setup. When the main event rolls around, guys, when Paul Heyman cuts his promo, announces that we're going to be getting the WrestleMania rematch on draft night and says he's guaranteeing that Kevin and Sammy are going to lose because Roman Reigns is growing frustrated with you two. And when he says you two, he looks over at the Usos. While he said he points at Zane and yeah. Owens and he looks at the Usos. He looks at the Usos, but the Usos weren't looking at Heyman. So he had no idea. They had no idea he was sending a message to them unless they go back and watch it later. Um, I saw some people on Twitter tonight saying that the bloodline angle has lost some steam. Do you guys feel like this has uh, been a good continuation so far post WrestleMania? Uh, well, it has lost some steam. But it has to lose steam because they got to rebuild it. Big believer in what Hunter says. The story's never finished. So they're trying to start another story. But it has lost steam because they won. And I don't know where they go from here. So I think they tried to start it tonight with Heyman. He was really speaking to the Usos. Yep. And I said, they didn't sell what he said, but they, they thought he wasn't talking to them. He thought they, the Usos thought that uh, Heyman was talking to Sammy and Kevin, right? Yeah. They, well, they I didn't were, get that. It, they were staring a whole. See, when I'm watching it, he looks at them. They... Yeah. I'll tell you what, I was impressed. Who was the Uso that cut the promo on them? Well, didn't they both Which talk one was that? that? A good okay. promo when he was outside the ring talking to him. Yeah, but the one on one on the left, he did the majority of it. He did a hell of a promo. Short hair or long he hair? He really did. I didn't think he could do that well. 
Well, I mean, shirt, white shirt or black shirt? <laughs> they were difficult to shirt. He was, he was the one on the left. I can't tell them apart. Either. I think the one on the left was Jimmy. I think, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't know. I don't the one know. on the left is all I can say. Look, I, I will say this. It's saying something good, has lost. Good promo. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this much about I think the, adding Matt Riddle to it, I don't think that added. Go ahead, Dutch. What are you saying? Go ahead. Just go. You're good. Just talk. Go ahead. I'm 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 listening to you. I'm yeah. listening to you. Just go. Just talk. I wasn't saying anything. Just talk. Just talk, man. I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, I thought I thought everything was was fine tonight. I do think that it has lost some steam. It 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 it. It, they need to rebuild it. I think the right path to go tonight would have been honestly Matt Riddle getting the win because then that set up the because the Paul Heyman promo in the back. I thought what they were setting up was Roman having some animosity and having some dissension with Solo, which would be a different element, a different a different kind of page to go on with the bloodline. Cause of course, Roman is frustrated with the Usos and we still haven't seen him kind of interact with the Usos yet since they lost the, the undisputed tag team titles at WrestleMania. But if you had Roman kind of pissed off at everybody in the bloodline, that would be a different page to turn because we've already seen him pissed off at Jimmy. We've already seen him pissed off at Jay. Now we're seeing him pissed off at both of them at the same time. If he's pissed off also at Solo because Solo didn't get the job done tonight, I thought that was the route to go, but they didn't go that route. They made Solo look strong, which I'm totally fine with, but I just think that that was the better move and the different element to kind of get more steam behind this. But like Dutch said, they're just getting stuff going to a new chapter of this story. Yeah. And look, I think, you know, if if you say something has lost steam and I I see people saying that on Twitter and you can tell they're saying it with a negative connotation, I think this is just natural. If you think of it in in the sense of, uh, you know, a a symphony or or a roller coaster, right? They reached their peak. They reached the top of the crescendo. They went down the big ass hill on the roller coaster. And now with, with Sammy and Kevin winning at WrestleMania, and now it's just natural to kind of just, okay, let's take a breath here. We, we, we reached something that we've been building toward and now, yeah, you're going to settle back down. You're going to fall down from that high. So I think it's, it's natural to, to go there. It is going to be interesting to see what they do with salmon, Sammy, salmon, Sammy and Kevin moving forward because you have these guys who have just won the tag team titles. They're defending against the Usos. The interesting thing is May 27th, which was supposed to be King and queen of the ring in Saudi Arabia has now been changed to night of champions. Typically night of champions is where every title in WWE is defended. Sami Zayn can't go to Saudi Arabia, which puts this entire title run in question for me of whether or not they are going to be champions come May 27th. And honestly, they may not be champions come May 1st. They may lose to the Usos in two weeks. I would not be surprised. Yeah. And I think that would be a mistake. I would I'm be, just, I would, I would I would be surprised either. I wouldn't be surprised, but I think that would be a big mistake to go back to the Usos so soon after WrestleMania. I mean, you you can come up with an excuse not to put them on that card. 
Like, just showcase every other dang championship you got. Who cares if <laughs> who cares if the tag team title? Hell, put the the NXT tag team titles on there if you have to. Uh, I would. I think just for the sake of of having one show and taking the belts off of those guys would be a mistake uh, for sure. But we will see how things continue to progress. Uh, our first match of the night was L.A. Knight, yeah, taking on Xavier Woods. Crowd was white hot for this match. Uh, I thought Woods and Knight had great chemistry together. You saw the ending coming a mile away the second that Jess refused to count L.A. Knight when he had the hands on the tights and he gets up in her face and then Xavier Woods rolls him up and she slides around to the back, doesn't see Woods grab the tights. Uh, he gets the one, two, three. So they they kind of protect L.A. Knight a little bit there in the loss. But this man is so massively over. This is something that we have talked about in our chats before. I was in LA at the Staples Center during the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Like, and I know it's LA's his town, right? But the audio of that night did not do it justice. That crowd was chanting for LA night for like an hour. Like they were, he was so massively over there and he continues to get great crowd reactions. Despite this man, SP3, not winning anything. This man just does not win at some point. Some point. Man's got to win, doesn't he? Like, you got you to, when is this push start? It uh, needs to start soon, and that's why I think if if I am WWE, if I'm Triple H, LA Knight needs to be on Monday Night Raw. I'm yeah. convinced now. He's yeah. not going to get that push and, that, and the wins that he needs on SmackDown. Well, remember, Sami Zayn couldn't win either. This is true. This is true. Until he got with the bloodline. He yeah. needs he, he, you need to give him something. You need to give him a storyline. And this one ain't it with uh with Xavier Woods. But I'm totally fine with Xavier Woods getting a win because he's someone else who I think deserves a push and deserves something to, you know, push push forward with. I want to see him I want to see him have some single success. He's won the King of the Ring and then that didn't matter after like a month. Yeah. But he's never won a singles title. So I really like how they followed up on this with his interaction with Imperium and with Gunther he setting up King the Ring. That don't mean anything. It never mean it, the King of the Ring winning King of the Ring has not mattered Dutch in about 20 years. The last time it mattered was Brock Lesnar yeah, when he won and then beat Rock at SummerSlam because it's all about the follow-up when in the King of the Ring. Maybe Booker T. Booker T is the last time. I was going to say really, Booker T. It, it really mattered. It really mattered because he it fully embraced the character, but they totally have made that a trope of being the King gimmick when you don't even fit the King gimmick. I don't think L.A. Knight has to worry about getting over because he's, like you just mentioned, he's already over. Yeah. Now they can just use him however they want. I don't think the crowd reaction is going to change. And when they do something with him, he's going to be massively over. But how long? He now? really is. Because if they're acting like this now, he's not beating anybody, get, give him a push. I was going to say, because like, how long does that last? We have seen superstars who have been over before, but then they lose or they continuously get put in big spots and then they lose and they lose and they lose. And eventually the crowd loses interest. So how long do you have to pull the trigger and actually do? You don't even have to do much at this point. We're just asking for this man to win a damn match. I think he's won two matches, maybe three since he became LA Knight again, like dating all the way back to 
to October at this point. So we're six months. This man's won three matches. And that includes at house shows. So, but I agree with you, SP3. I'm happy yeah. they're doing something. Well, with, I'm happy they're doing something with Xavier. Heels usually don't win. Fair. Totally fair. But um, yeah. this man is getting babyface reactions, too. So that I don't know what they decide to do with him on that front. But I am happy that they're doing something with Xavier Woods. because well, all they got to do. All they have to do. If they turned him babyface. He'd be over. But do they need I think they're waiting till they need him because he's he's laying in wait at any time. I think he's a very valuable performer to them, and they want to take their time on him. I'd rather them take their time instead of trying to rush him because I think that helps him in the long run, and it helps WWE because I, I think they got somebody. He kind of puts off a little bit of Stone Cold vibes to me a little bit. You go, hey, let me talk at you. <laughs> and people like that. So I think he could go out there and like the old saying goes, he can talk them into the building. You give him something hot, and I think he's going to take off and run. Yeah. Because we've seen Gunther, he's hot right now. Their hottest heel is uh, Dominic. That's their hottest heel. Because then people, he just got, he's, he's got nuclear heat because of the angle and they took their time with him and now he's over. He don't got to do nothing. Just stand there and they'll just boo him for the hell of it. Which, and when he learns how to work with that, he's got it. Taking their time is something that I kind of wish they were doing here. SP three with Xavier woods. Um, he goes back, he does that interaction with Imperium. He gets under their skin manipulates his way into an intercontinental title match after after winning over LA Knight tonight and then they immediately book it for next week and then on top of that they immediately book a women's tag team title match for next week as well and I'm sitting here going y'all know you got a pay-per-view three weeks from now so you we got we had three title matches that have now been set up ahead of the pay-per-view and the pay-per-view was three weeks out and I'm wondering why, why are we rushing into this? Well, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see the women's tag team titles making it on uh, the Backlash card anyway. Um, as far as the the, the uh, Intercontinental Championship match, yeah, I agree with you. I think they could have spaced that out, maybe make that for, you know, the, the week before, uh, the Friday before Backlash in Puerto Rico when they have that SmackDown. If they're going to do it on TV, they could have saved it for that card. And maybe Xavier gets one more win. But he's got two wins over over uh, LA Knight in recent weeks. Yeah. So. The, he he's always going to be kind of a TV contender, not a pay-per-view contender uh, until they really get behind him, which I don't think they are. I think this yeah, is just to, lose. to fill in for Gunther to have another great defense. And he always makes his opponents look like a million bucks. So I'm going to, I'm looking forward to that next week. Yeah. But again, I feel like they kind of jumped the gun on this because Gunther was clearly annoyed by Xavier. He clearly has no respect for Xavier. So he easily could have said, what you you beat a guy who hasn't won a match since October? Come come back at me when you're worthy and make kind of pull the MJF a little bit instead of jumping through hoops. All he wants to do is like, okay, go out and beat somebody of note. 
Then you have Xavier win another match next week. You have Xavier win another match the following week, and you could set that up for, like you said, the Friday before Backlash or actually put it on Backlash. They could have stretched this out a little bit and gotten the Intercontinental title match on a pay-per-view, and now you're starting to build up Woods, who the, cl- the crowd is clearly behind. I, this is another one of those guys that people are invested in. They want to see him, them do something of substance with him, which it's a good problem to have. You have a lot of those guys on this show. I just feel like they're jumping the gun with this match next week, unless LA Knight's going to get involved based off of the finish and they're setting up maybe a triple threat for the pay-per-view. I could see him going that way as well. I'll be honest with you. My biggest criticism of Triple H's booking is outside the bloodline. It's a lot of microwave booking he does. He puts it in there. He puts 30 seconds He and he thinks it's heated up and he wants to eat it. That's what he, that's what he does a lot. Uh, Iron Meds VR. Uh, man, when are we ever going to know what happened to Bray? Nobody really knows. I think at this point, um, man, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Bray until after the draft. Um, maybe not even immediately. I think they're going to do a hard reset with him. They're going to figure out what his WrestleMania plans got changed. I do too. And then he got ill reportedly and everything just kind of fell to the wayside there. I think they're going to do a hard reset with him. So uh, it may be a while. I think they realized they got pun intended. They they went a little too far down the rabbit hole with him, and I think they're going to come back and try to get back to the basics, keep things simple, and he's going to come back to a big pop whenever it does uh, come. Uh, uh, whenever he does come back, uh, Roland Curtis with another uh, super chat here. Does age matter? Can the WWE afford to take their time with LA Knight? He's forty years old. Gunther's thirty five. Dominic is only twenty six. Xavier Woods is 36. Uh, Bobby Lashley won the WWE championship for the first time at 44. The man looks like he's, he's 32. Like age is just a number with a lot of these guys. Now they're, they take care of their bodies better than they ever had before. Technology is better. Supplements are better. Uh, we're smarter about nutrition and all sorts of things. Uh, you know, surgeries and all that kind of stuff. It's, it, everything is better now. And it's allowing these guys to wrestle well into their forties and, and, and fifties. So, I mean, LA Knight. He looks like he's a dude that could go for another 10 years. You got Rey Mysterio who says, I want to wrestle until I'm 50. To me, Dutch, I don't think, I don't think LA Knight being 40. How old is LA? He's 40. How old is LA Knight? He's 40. Okay. He looks great. Yeah. He really does. And he moves good. So I don't think age is, I don't think they're concerned about age. They're concerned about performance, which is the way it should be. You know, they used to have age limits. They wanted to get them really, really young. And by the time they hit 30, they get to looking at them like they put them out to pasture. Yeah. But at 30, some of these guys were just coming into their own. So, I mean, I don't think age is really a factor. You, everybody has to be different. I think you got to judge everybody on how they perform, how they look, if they're injury prone. But most of these guys aren't injury prone. Like Xavier Woods, then he had he had a leg injury one time, and that's all he's had. Yeah, he tore his Achilles. When was when was he hurt? Two two okay. three years ago. Yeah. But that's to be expected. But most of these guys that and L.A. Knight, he, he looks great. So I don't think age age even factors into this. Yeah, I mean, 
and, and it depends. I, yeah, go ahead. I, w- I would say over the last decade, WWE doesn't even start pushing people until they're 35, 36. <laughs> exactly. Like they, they, they get you, they'll get you young, but they don't decide to do anything with you until you're in that 35 year old range. Look at someone like AJ Styles. He just signed with the company when he was 38. And he yeah. got a, and he got a push almost immediately because he was one of the best wrestlers in the world. Finn Balor, he signed with the company when he was like 32, 33. Mm-hmm. He's almost and, 40 now. Yeah, he's almost 40 now. So yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think age is really age does not matter to WWE. Here, they want the older you get, the more likely you're going to get a push. Yeah, here by the way, here's here's another name for you. Anybody want to guess and I'm I think SP3, you probably know the answer. Anybody want to guess how old Damian Priest is? <laughs> Anybody want to guess? Take a Damian, shot. Damian Priest is, is about like, the, I, I believe in his late 30s. I think he's 39. Jesus. Damian Priest, I believe, is 39. I, I was shocked when I learned I that. Think I think he's 35. He's 40. Four zero. He's, yeah, he's 40, 40. now. He's just getting started <laughs> on the main roster. This really? is a guy. This is a guy that people have said, "Man, that this is a guy who could carry the company for for you." I, I, how, how tall is that guy? Six five, every bit of it. And he wears platform shoes, and he looks like a monster. And he's the coolest effing dude in the room anytime he walks in. He is a superstar through and through. And I'm very happy that he's getting a heavy focus now because he fell right to the back. Uh, when WrestleMania showed up, he was the only member of Judgment Day that didn't get a WrestleMania match. He was involved on the card, thankfully, uh, but with Backlash being in Puerto Rico, and he was one of the uh, you know uh, guys who was really pushing for them to go back uh, to Puerto Rico for a stadium show. Now he is being heavily featured, and uh, I'm I'm very happy about that. Um, he came out there. He had another good match tonight with Santos Escobar. You want to talk about a, somebody, an act that's all of a sudden over? Man, putting those LWO shirts on Legato del Fantasma, they were like steadily getting more over because they were baby faces and they were helping out Rey Mysterio. They put on those LWO shirts and it was like strapping a rocket of momentum to their to their backs as far as getting over with the crowd. But SP3, once again, like we just talked about with LA Knight, they can't buy a win. Damian Priest wins tonight and I understand it and I respect it because... You're trying to build him up ahead of this big tag team match that we think we're going to get at Backlash with Bad Bunny and Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Man, Santos Escobar, I mean, he's losing to Dominic. Now he's losing to Damian Priest. When was the last time he actually, like, won a match on SmackDown? It's the same thing with LA Knight. you got a guy now that people are invested in who's incredibly talented, but how do you balance pushing him and pushing other people? See this. This goes back, and I'll I'll confirm with with Dutch here. I think it's all right for LA Knight to lose so much because he's a heel. He's just get on the mic and get all his heat back. For baby faces that get over with the crowd, you need to win. You need to win to stay over. If you're a baby face, I don't know. Dutch been in this business longer than me, but I that's how I personally think. If you're a baby face and you get over with the crowd, you need wins to keep yourself over with the crowd. If you're a heel and you're over with the crowd, you could lose every single week. You can still get your heat back. Sure. Yeah, you can. But you either a baby face instead of a match, he needs a good interview. Because if you go back, Dusty Rhodes, I'm going to go back to those days. 
you never saw Dusty on TV other than an interview because that's when he, he excelled because he didn't want people looking at him because he was kind of out of shape. But on the interview, he was entertaining as hell and he could talk you into the building. It wasn't his look. It was his talk. And once he got in there and he got the people interested, he'd, 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 he'd blow them out. And he, he took that formula <clears throat> and used it uh, for great success for years and years and years. So, and I agree with Rick because these baby faces need wins, but they don't use, they don't use enhancement talent anymore. So that's why I'm saying if you're putting your roster, your regular roster in there against each other, week in and week out. You can't have DQs all the time because you piss people off. So you got to have wins and you got to have losses. But and you got to figure you got to figure the 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 fine line to toe. Or are you, you lose viewers? And I think tonight uh that LA not losing to Xavier didn't hurt him at all. It helped Xavier, but going back to your point, L.A. Knight is the one who needs the help right now. Xavier's been around how long? Ten years at least. At least. How long has he been there? How long has he been there? So they know what he can do. But L.A. Knight, I do, I do believe, I think he's over, but I don't think they've really gotten behind him yet. But they do believe that once they do, he's going he's gonna to produce great results for them. That's what Romeo, I see. Romeo says, I don't think it's important for Santos to win because I don't see him staying babyface for long. He will turn on Ray eventually. The key word in that statement, Romeo, is eventually. Exactly. Like you and you have to you have to realize when something gets over with the crowd in a different position. I think he's doing what a lot of fans do, and that's putting your perf your personal preference on somebody more than listening to the crowd. If you're listening to the crowd, Santos is way more over as a babyface than he ever was as a heel on the main roster. Yeah. So you have to give him the wins to keep oh, him over as a babyface. Look, they have an opportunity to kind of repeat history. But here. he couldn't get but he couldn't get a win over Priest tonight because Priest is the one who yeah. needs it more. Right now. Because in the this moment. big show yes. coming up in Puerto Rico. Yes. Hey guys, they got fifty one more weeks in the year to fix anything. They got so they, when, they have an opportunity. When, when we get into there, we'll see what they do. They have an opportunity there to, to here to kind of repeat history. If you go back to WrestleMania thirty eight. And if you would have said, hey, next year, WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles, one of your biggest matches on this card is going to be Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Anybody would have looked you in the face and said, you're a freaking moron if you think that's actually going to happen. And then they spent the next year building that. Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar. I said that. WrestleMania 40 next year has a chance to be one of the biggest matches on the card if they build up Santos Escobar and LWO correctly. So after backlash is over in three weeks, guess what? LWO, win, baby, win. They need to start winning, and you need to put heat around that group collectively. <laughs> One of the things that I didn't like tonight is that Rey Mysterio didn't come out with LWO. He should have come out with LWO from the get-go. That needs to be a collective unit moving forward. 
I was okay with it because it showed that the LWO can so. be over without Rey Mysterio. So oh, I was totally fair. fine with Rey not being out there initially because it showed me that they are over even when Rey isn't there. Totally fair. But but a baby face who keeps losing will eventually be viewed by the audience as a loser. A heel, I feel like a heel that loses, they will never be a loser because they can talk themselves out of it. But a baby face who tries to talk themselves out of losing all the time, they just become a loser. Yeah. I mean, Miz has been losing for a decade. So, I mean, there's that. All right. So we had the uh, Liv Morgan well, Raquel. I'll Go ahead. No, I was talking about, I, I don't think that Ray should have came out with them because that took a pop away from them. So when they got in trouble, now Ray comes, they come back up, they stand tall at the end. And by that time, people forget who lost what. Now they're up. Yep. Now they want to see something else. They're not dwelling on, on the guy losing. That Now they're, they see Ray, a big star. Now they're happy again. And they just they overlooked the loss. Okay, get to Raquel Welch. Raquel Welch. Raquel Rodriguez. I call her Raquel Welch. <laughs> Liv Morgan yeah. and Raquel Rodriguez are out uh, celebrating their tag team title win <laughs> on Monday. Uh, Liv Morgan looks like she's uh, on absolute cloud nine, which is what they said on commentary, which it's accurate. She has had so many opportunities to win the tag team titles, and they never even came close to putting the belts on her. Uh, now they have put the titles on uh, her and Raquel after just a, a few weeks of, of being together, which I honestly I don't hate. SB3, I know you and I have our legitimate questions and concerns about the way they booked Trish Stratus's heel turn on Monday, but putting the belts on Raquel and Liv is, is perfectly fine with me. They have now at least started showing some interest in actually building a division. They had an organic team up here with Raquel and Liv. They at least put some effort into that. They kind of threw Chelsea and, and Sonia together, but it, it works and it looks like they want to keep them around together for a little bit here with Carmella out of the picture. Hopefully she's okay. You got damage control who's still around for now. So, hey, at this point in time, guys, we have three women's tag teams on the roster. That's the most that they've had since Sasha and Naomi left. They have three actual tag teams on the roster, so I think this is a solid step forward. five. They got five. The balls, the 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 ballsy baddies, because they were just on last week of uh, Natalia and Shotzi, and Ronda and Shayna. Just because Ronda's getting about Ronda right and Shayna, yeah, because Ronda's Ronda, right now. So yeah, yeah she's she's hurt right now. But they got five. They got five. I, I, I don't know how long Nat Natty and and Shotzi are going to be a thing. Um, oh, I don't know how long any of these people are going to be a thing. There. But uh, Dutch, what did you think about this promo segment? Before I give my thoughts. Hey, I love Chelsea and Sonya together. They got all kind of personality. Chelsea's got all those facials, and she's saying this. Even she's not talking, you're watching her. Because I've, I've known her for, I don't know, I've, I guess I've known her six or seven years. And she was a great talent when I met her, and I think she's going to be a, a better talent now. I think they will eventually, of course, she'll get to be a single I think she'll eventually win that. She'll win that title. The title from the that what the the, the single title for the girls. She's that good, and I agree. And she can talk her way into a match. Her and I think her and Sonya 
they make perfect tag team partners. Perfect. Yeah. I when they first put these guys together, I thought <laughs> this this has potential between these two. And then they pivoted and started doing Chelsea and Carmella. And I'm like, okay, well, that works as well. And whatever's going on with Carmella happened and they pivoted back to Sonia. So maybe if Carmella comes back, they, they, they can be a trio. But I agree with you on Chelsea. And one thing that she also is, is she's damn smart. Because we got wind that she signed back up with WWE like last fall. And we didn't see her until January. Once solid creative plans were in place. We have seen them bring back other women for the pop. They th remember when Emma came back and she got her first night back and, and she was challenging Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. She peaked right there. Uh, it has not caught any momentum. Or she did. Tegan Knox, Mia Yim. Mia Yim unfortunately got derailed with AJ Styles' Styles injury. Um, but I mean, they're, they I brought mean, back, they, they weren't brought really doing anything with her, even when AJ was here. I mean, who knows what they could be doing with the OC right now? So, um, I mean, his his injury derailed that whole feud with Judgment Day and this, that, and the other thing. So who, who knows what, what happens when they come back. But there have been Piper a lot of Niven. women. Piper Niven. Yeah, there have been a lot of women who have come back and Nikki have got the top, and they have no momentum whatsoever right now because it was pretty clear they didn't have a creative direction in place. Candace Chelsea LeRae. waited. Chelsea <laughs> waited. Chelsea waited until they had a creative plan in place, and it is paying off for her. She, she's a very smart woman as well. I, I just named like half the women's division as you were saying that whole sentence. Who was the, <laughs> who, who was the last name you said? I missed it. Candice LeRae. Oh, um, like it's like it's like all it's like ninety percent of the women's roster. They don't have any. They don't not do know what to do with this. But I will say, I think all the ladies in this promo segment are very talented. I like Raquel and Liv as a tag team. I like Chelsea and and Sonya as a tag team. This promo segment, though, it sucked. <laughs> it was not good. And it was the only time that yeah, this was, hot crowd was. in Nebraska was dead quiet, especially when it was just Raquel and Liv in the ring. And they were doing, oh, yeah, I love how you, you throw me around. Yeah, yeah, that, that's great. I love using you as a weapon. And the whole crowd, crowd was just <laughs> like, you, when you, when I, I, I paused it to look at the crowd, I saw people like that. One person was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, that's exactly my reaction to this. This is not good. Yeah, it was. Uh, it ended up the shits. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. But I like they peaked when they was coming down the aisle. Yes. That was the peak of it. And then they got the ring and then it went to shit. <laughs> yeah, the dialogue. Hey, I want to know where Lacey Evans is. That's what I Where's, my, where's our Lacey Evans, Sid? Where'd she go? Man, there we go. I didn't even name her, Dutch. Thank you. Lacey Evans. <laughs> Zaya like, Lee. Look, like, you have, <laughs> SP3 has literally just said like 12 names of people who aren't doing anything right now. <laughs> this is what I want to see coming out of the draft. Let's oh, actually start building up the women's tag team division and actually put together some tag teams. Because they're, they're, you don't have enough single stories and enough TV time for, for these ladies right now. You just, you just don't. You, you've got the depth. You've built up the bench. Now you got to find something to do with all these ladies. Would, would a tag team of Lacey Evans and Emma work? 
I have no idea, but it's better than what you're doing with them right now, which is absolutely nothing. And don't just throw them together and say, hey, these guys are a team now. Build a freaking story and push them together organically. That's what I thought you were doing with Nikki and Candice, which is like, why wasn't Nikki and Candice in that WrestleMania match? They completely dropped that. They completely completely dropped that. Completely gone. Uh, Romeo says Candice should be in a tag team with Indy. Well, they just put the belt on Indy. I don't know how long she's going to have it. But... And I saw someone else in the chat try to blame this on Vince McMahon. No, it's not Vince's fault. This is uh, Triple H. This is on Triple H as well. Because all the people that I just named during this whole segment are people that Triple H brought back. And they peaked at coming back. That was their peak. They came back. They got the pop of the return. And then he had nothing for them afterwards. Look, the most interested I have been in the direction that damage control is heading has been recently when they teased breaking them up because that's like the biggest story that they've given them so far. They came back at SummerSlam and then it's just like, hey, we're here. We're going to take over. And then they lose every big freaking match. Possibly. And and damage control is the exception to the rule that I said that heels can lose all the time and get their heat back. No, not if you're a power. If you're supposed to be a powerful heel, stable, and you always lose. Nah, they, they needed. They they you're a loser. They needed to win several of those matches. They should have won that match at WrestleMania, and that should have been the catalyst for Trish's heel turn. Is there should have been a miscommunication between Becky and Trish? Trish should have been pinned by Dakota Kai in that match. None of what they've done it made sense. I'm I'm very curious to hear what uh, Trish has to say on Monday. How about the highlight of the night for for me personally? Shinsuke Nakamura is back. He came out. He had his superstar entrance once again. The crowd was hot for him. They were singing his song. He squashed Madcap Moss in two minutes, which really kind of makes me scratch my head because this is a guy two weeks ago they had going toe to toe with Gunther, uh, and now he's getting his ass whooped inside of like three minutes. Um, by the way. Emma, my dear, I'm a big fan. I know you're good at what you do. I wish they had something better for you right now. But are you really going to hype up your man and and tell him, hey, you've won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and this man has has not? That might work if if he's got a match against, I, I don't know, pick somebody. <laughs> pick somebody who's real, like our truth or something like that, right? No, even if he was wrestling like LA Knight, that would have worked. Sure, sure. But like Shinsuke Nakamura has won the NXT Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, the Royal Rumble. Thank you. He won the Royal. Screw the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. The man won the freaking Royal Rumble. (laughs) That trumps any battle royal in the history of professional wrestling. I'm sorry. That was oof, oof. That was rough. But Madcap gets uh, his ass whooped. (laughs) Nakamura's back, which is great to see. And then SP3, we get Scarlet and Cross putting him on notice with the tarot card reading there. So it looks like we're going to get Shinsuke Nakamura and uh, and a carrying Cross program here, which I'm actually all for because they got to do something with with carrying Cross. There's this is a guy that they have dropped the ball with since he came back. They haven't really given him a whole lot. Well, outside outside when the they started it, when they start outside. The start, go ahead. You want to shit on the man? Just go yeah, ahead. Drop the ball. They threw it out of the ballpark. They threw it away. That carrying cross comes in. And I said, "What that? He just he he doesn't have any momentum at all. He's just there going tick tock. What the fuck is that? Tick tock my ass. I don't get it. 
He's I think he's talking about the damn the, the the app, the app, you know, the TikTok. I don't get it. I guess he's gonna talk about a timer, but yeah, I just don't get it. I mean, hey, I think he's a he, lost cause. I really do. I don't know. I don't know what they can do with him. I really don't. Well, he's counting down until talking about giving him wins. You can have him win four times on Monday Night Raw and still won't get him over. Am I wrong or not? You're right because I just saw I just saw him put the, the Nakamura. He, he's still the same guy going out there. I saw him put the Nakamura tarot card, and I was like, but "They're giving well, him a, a chance." Big, so it's that's a him, big bucket of cold water on Nakamura's hot hot return. I was like, "He's got a feud with Carry and Cross. Good luck with that." I mean, you got. <sighs> it all depends on what they brought back Shinsuke oh. Nakamura to do. If they brought back Shinsuke Nakamura to be the guy he was in NXT, the guy he was in 20, was it 16 that he won the Royal Rumble? Is is he going to be that that main event level guy? Is that why you brought him back? Is he going to be a potential challenger for Roman Reigns? Or did you bring back Shinsuke Nakamura to build up guys like Karrion Cross and the guys who are eventually you would like to see be in the world title picture? It all depends on what they brought back Shinsuke Nakamura to do, Dutch. How how long has he been there? How Cross long has came, he been in Cross, WWE? Cross came back in uh, in August. August. I think he's talking about Nakamura. Oh, Nakamura. He's been there since 2016. Nakamura. How long has he been there? Since 2016. See, so he won, he won the guys, Royal Rumble in 2018. I think every talent has a shelf life. You know, you, they ought to have a, they, they ought to have a, a date stamped on him, expired, whatever. He's been there, what, seven years? And after a while, he just fades in to the woodwork. I think they need to, I think over five years, unless they're a main event star, you need to let them go two years, let them come back or something. But I, I think they get stale. And if you don't really handle, handle them right, you actually do more damage. Yeah. Then they they could help you. I think that's part. Now of they the... say that the wrestling fan turns over. I've always heard this: wrestling fan turns over every two or three years. Have y'all, you guys, ever hear that? Yeah. So people seeing him now, he's. It's not like seeing him for the first time. If you see him for the first time, he's new. He's Oriental. He's Asian. He wears the deal or whatever, and he's kind of interesting. But seeing him for seven years, I mean, for fans that that watch it, have watched all this all this all this time, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't excite me. Let me say that. So I don't know. He must not excite the fans either. But what am I doing? I mean, here? they were I'm excited tonight. He was over tonight. That's for sure. They were happy he was back. Yeah, but he was song. Yeah, but he was also in Nebraska. Which also, you could get excited down at the Seven Eleven there. <laughs> That's how much excitement know, man. They, they go out to some of the, They go out to some of these towns out in the out in the Midwest, and it, it's just dead. It's just deader than a dead crowd. I was actually really surprised by the crowd tonight, uh, to be completely honest with you. Um, look, I think this to your point, Dutch. I think this is the reason why we haven't seen him in nine months. I don't. I didn't hear any reports that he was injured, as far as we know. Uh, so he took a lot of time off. They took him off of television. Now they have brought him back. 
I mean, SP3, what what do you think they should do with a guy like Shinsuke Nakamura? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I feel like Nakamura peaked in NXT. I thought that was the, the peak for Nakamura was this NXT run. And I feel like they they tried to they gave him a big introduction to the main roster. I was there in Orlando when he debuted on the main roster on SmackDown in 2017, and the crowd was very much into him. Then they put him in the regular NXT call-up feud with Dolph Ziggler, and I felt that momentum go slightly down. Then they put him in a feud with they had him beat John Cena. That felt like it was up a little bit. Then they had him feud with Jinder Mahal and lose the feud with Jinder Mahal. And then I feel like they've just been trying to recover him ever since then. And we've had the highs of him winning the Royal Rumble, the feud with AJ Styles down a little bit with the WrestleMania matchup, up a little bit by him turning heel. And then it's just been just like this, it's been like a wave. It's been up and down and up and down. You can take them away for a little bit. You get the hot response that you get tonight, but I don't see it lasting. I think that Dutch is right. He's the type of guy that I wish WWE would be like, hey, we're going to let you go for now. In like two years, you can come back. You can do all your surfing. But I think you should probably go to Japan for a little while and go over there, go to New Japan and get your name hot again. Rebuild your brand. Yeah, because the one match that he had in Japan with Great Muda was a different guy than what we see every week in WWE. I think they almost did irreparable damage by not putting the belt on him at some point throughout the summer. That was like a six-month-long feud with AJ Styles, and he never got a win. Like He never got a win. It was a summer of crotch shots. That's what they decided to do with Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles was just, we're going to keep kicking each other in the balls for six months, and we're never going to put the belt on on Shinsuke Nakamura, and he's never been able to recover. And even when they throw him a bone, when they throw him the United States title or they threw him the Intercontinental title, they put the belt on him and then took him off television every freaking time. It was, I don't know. I I hope they do something he hasn't recovered. I know that. A great, great in-ring performer, but he doesn't excite the fans. I, he doesn't excite me when I see him. Like I said, that crowd tonight so, was exciting. We'll see. All right, let's again, talk about let's talk about Nebraska. Rampage. Be Davenport, yeah, Iowa, okay. for all I care. If the crowd's hot, the crowd's hot. I don't give a fuck. Let's talk about Rampage tonight, which started at 9.45. SP3 caught the uh, opening matchup. Aussie Open defeating the best friends. And then we also missed, uh, at least those of us who were watching SmackDown, we missed uh, FTR uh, making the announcement, SP3, that they have signed a four-year extension with AEW. Um, Pretty clear that that was going to happen. They were going to extend their contracts after they beat uh, the guns for the tag team titles last Wednesday. But then they said they plan to retire at the end of these contracts, which uh, looks like one final run, four years for FTR, and then there you are, got to ride off into the sunset together. And see, this is why I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what I said earlier about Drew McIntyre is not 
exclusive to WWE stars. When a wrestler goes on social media and starts working, I could tell it from a mile away. And I could tell it with Dax Harwood, this man was working. He's been signed to AEW. They signed those four-year deals at the end of 2022, or at least the beginning of the year. They've been signed. They did all this to, to get people involved. But it makes sense that, you know, yeah, like Steven put in the chat, they're 38, 35, respectively. Uh, Dax is going to be 42 by the end of this contract. Uh, Cash is going to be damn near 40 by the end of this contract contract so i would i would expect them to believe that yeah when their contract is done they're probably gonna leave they're gonna probably gonna retire and leave the company but i i think it's more likely that they sign on for maybe a year or two more afterwards because you know sometimes the wrestlers careers don't really start until 40 but these guys are in a good run they're in a good place they've been presented a lot better in AEW than they ever really were in the WWE at least on the main roster so i think they're in a in a safe in a safe place right now and they feel comfortable there sure. Aussie Open versus Best Friends that was a really good matchup. It was shorter than I thought it would be, but Aussie Open is one of the best tag teams in the world, and I think we're getting FTR versus Aussie Open at Forbidden Door in June. Uh, where I picked up the show tonight was uh, the backstage segment uh, featuring Matt and Jeff Hardy. Now, uh, Dutch, I know uh, anytime we've talked about Jeff Hardy on this show before, you are very, very passionate about the uh, situation involved uh, with him. He is now back out on the road with AEW. He's back on TV. They are booking a big match. Uh, the, the, the final deletion of the firm uh, is going to be happening at the Hardy compound. So obviously they are going to start mixing him into uh, storylines, uh, hot and heavy right out of the gate here. Um, your reaction to, to Jeff Hardy coming back to AEW now? Well, I'm glad it, that he, that he got back, but still, you know, we have to talk about his, personal habits. I'm not a big fan of that at all. Sure. And I just hope he's, he may be turned over a new leaf and he's learned something, but we've learned in the past, you know, he goes and he does it again. So I, I hope he's learned something is all I can say. I do think his skills are badly eroded now from where they used to be. And I think he's going to, he may end up getting hurt trying to do some of the crazy Jeff Hardy stuff he used to do. How old is Jeff? Mid forties at least or more, right? I would, I would, he's got to be pushing 50 at this point, doesn't he? I mean, they, they were started Maybe. wrestling in the mid nineties, 45. Well, I hope he doesn't get hurt and I hope he doesn't hurt anybody else. That's all I can say. How are he and Bobby Lashley the same age? Like that doesn't even sound fair. <laughs> one was jumping off ladders in his 20s the other was doing bodybuilding and Bobby Lashley is actually older yeah <laughs> he's actually older than Jeff Hardy that's insane to me uh SP3 one, one took care of her body and the other one didn't really yeah so again when, when we talk about the age discussion uh <laughs> Roland Curtis bring that up in his in a super chat and he and Roland is saying Jeff is too old it's not it, it's not the number it's, it's all about how you feel, right? Like I just turned 35. I feel 56. All right. Like that's, that. it's all about how you feel, how you look, how you take care of your body. Uh, I mean, Jeff, yeah, he has put himself through some shit in the last several decades. It's amazing that he's still going. Yes, he 
it's amazing that he's still going today. I mean, this is a guy who came over to AEW and we're sitting here like, all right, I'd kind of like to SP three. You and I talked about this on another program. I do believe um, like, Hey, we'd like to see him kind of alter his style a little bit. Maybe just kind of chill, do the, do the retirement tour for, for Jeff Hart. You don't need to go doing these crazy, these crazy bumps anymore. Like immediately after we had that conversation, what does that man do? He jumps up to the top of a freaking building and, and swanton bombs through a concession table on the concrete like that night at 40, 45 years old. Like, what are you doing? Like most of the people saw that on a TV screen. You did that for like 30 people in person. <laughs> like, I don't know what he's doing, but I think by the time, by the time he got to actual pay-per-view, he was already done. <laughs> by the time he got to double or nothing against the, the young bucks, he was out of it. And he couldn't even he couldn't even really perform in that matchup. So yeah, I I, I would conserve Jeff Hardy. I think that they are not gonna be having him do a lot of bumps in wrestling for now because he's still recovering from the eye surgery. I think yeah. it makes sense that his first match back is going to be that Hardy compound match because that's a cinematic match. He, sure. he doesn't have to do much there in that one. Um, well, that may, honestly, that may do, Peter. Oh. Well, did we lose that? also means he doesn't have far to drive. <laughs> he's right there at it. Yeah. yeah, he he lived right across the street from that, so he's yeah, he's. he's glitch, I'm glitching up over here, guys. It's yeah, okay. no, we we we're way over on time. We need to speed this up. I yeah, think, he could. Yeah. He could walk to it. Yeah, I was I was excited. At least he won't be driving. I'm excited for the Hardy Compound match because Stokely Hathaway is in it, and anytime yeah. Stokely Hathaway is in anything, it's going to be comedy gold. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Uh, I think as far as Jeff Hardy's concerned, uh, look, all we can do is hope for the best at this point. That's all, that's all we can really do. Uh, Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal, Satinum yep. Singh, and Jeff Jarrett won an eight-man tag match tonight. This was, in my opinion, largely forgettable. Uh, Taya Valkyrie, though, and Emi Sakura did the damn thing tonight. This was an incredibly hard-hitting match. Taya got the win. I'm I'm glad they let you know Emi kind of get some offense in and look good because like when this match first got started i'm like okay it'll go a few minutes here and they'll let ty get the win they let emmy get some shots in and that that was really good but this was and it also in turn helped ty look good by getting the victory and now we get jaded and road to valhalla i like this this uh rivalry and who does the move better and this that and the other i love what they are building between these two they're making this match means something and this is the the most i've been invested in something that jade cargill has done in quite some time bringing in ty of valkyrie was very very smart here sp3 it's the best jade feud since her feud with nyla rose which is still the peak of jay cargo in aew and nyla rose was being comedy gold another person who needs to be on tv more uh but yeah i really enjoyed taya and emmy sakura emmy sakura man she you put her in the ring with anyone she gets a good match out of it it doesn't matter if it's billy starks if it's jamie hater if it's taya yeah. valkyrie and these two women just chopped the chopped the crap out of each other <laughs> and then her her little her little running cross body into the steel steps that was stiff as well but i the only thing i will say Jade Cargill does her move better than than uh, Taya Valkyrie. That's all I will say. Bold, bold. 
Dutch, should Taya Valkyrie be the first one to defeat Jade Cargill? I'm agreeing. I didn't see. Uh, possibly, but I liked uh, the Willow girl. What's her name? Nightingale. The, the, I think she should be. I really do. SP3, what says you? Um, I would, I wouldn't mind if if Tayo was the one who got the win over uh, Jade Cargill. Like we, we we've been saying for months, this Jade thing needs, she needs to stop this winning streak, this undefeated streak. It's kind of an albatross that's keeping her in the same place in AEW. Yeah. She needs to develop out of this, and we need to see her what she does after this undefeated streak is over. Yeah, Stephen Chambers, look, I, a lot of people feel the same way, hoping that Chris Statlander comes back and she's the one that beats Jade. Uh, who knows how much longer she's going to be out and how long can you continue to uh, to kick this can down the road? I would almost say yes, because I agree with SP3 in saying that Jade Cargill needs another layer of this character. She needs to face some adversity. My other thing is, if Taya comes in and loses to Jade, we've seen what that does. What, what what happens next? I mean, she just falls by the wayside at that point. We saw it happen to Athena. We've seen it happen to several other people. It took Athena. Hey, Athena out. recovered. She Athena did. Recovered yeah, very yeah. nicely. Very, very nicely. She's, she's one of the main reasons I watch ROH every single week because she is one percent. of the best women's champions in North America right now. One million percent. But immediately following that feud, they completely dropped. Well, hell, they completely dropped the ball with her during that feud. And then they completely it's like they it's like they had no plan for her after she came in and she lost to Jade. I fear the same thing is going to happen with Ty Valkyrie, okay. which is almost why I'm saying let Ty win the damn thing. Why not? If Ty comes in and she gets beat, that doesn't help either one of them. That hurts both of them, actually. Because Jade, she needs a change and she needs to get beat. I'm agreeing with Sid. A winning streak can work against you big time. So I think it's worked against her already. All right, we're running out of time, so I think we can skip over whatever the hell that JAS rap was tonight, and we can move right into the main event, which hey, was Jungle Dutch's Jack. boy Jake Hager got bars. He rhymed hat with hat. And all that. Did he really? With hat. <laughs> that was rough, boy. That was rough. <laughs> That was rough. Let, and let's also just skip over the fact that I guess Billy Gunn was going to cut cut some nipples tonight. I think that <laughs> pulled out actual scissors, actual, actual scissors, scissors, and was going to cut cut Daddy Magic's nipples tonight. Uh, so let's just skip over all of that uh, and go to the main event here. SP3. We had Jungle Jack defeating Sean Spears. Um, I thought this was a, a fun match. Nice to see uh, Sean Spears back. We're getting babyface Sean Spears now, the chairman back in the ring. Got the handshake before the match. Jack gets the win in the end. There was a hell of a spot here where uh, Jack Perry got thrown into the barricade and then went head over heels onto the concrete floor. That uh, made me uh, scream a, a few expletives out loud as I'm watching this match unfold. I enjoyed this. And frankly, I love everything that they're doing right now with the four out of five pillars, the the four male pillars of, of AEW and setting up this world title feud having all these guys win matches, having all these guys come out and do their promo exchanges with MJF. They've all been absolutely incredible on the microphone. 
whenever this match does happen, this fatal four way that we all know that they're building toward, it's going to be something special. Yeah, I like the fact that they're giving everybody wins now. They and they're keeping tally too because they said after the matchup when Jungle Boy won, they was like everybody has two wins since making this challenge to MJF. So they're keeping them on the right track for this. I felt like after Dynamite this week, Darby felt like he was in the lead position, but giving Jungle Boy the the main event win here gets him a little bit closer to where Darby is at. Sammy. Uh, cut a good promo on last week's dynamite so i feel like they're they're getting everybody into the correct positions but they need to set it up where either we have the announcement for the matchup or mjf lays down the gauntlet that they need to get like four or five wins straight to get the opportunity at double or nothing all right dutch we're way over on time what you got going on what do do you want to get out to the people oh nothing i'm just here now, no. if you want to write me Dirty Dutch Mantel with two L's? What was that? I was going to say, Man, what do you I'm think? glitching like hell here. What do, you think, what do you think, L's, Dutch? What do you think about, about CM Punk? Uh, they said he's expected to be back in AEW. And they're making plans, and they, they might split the rosters just to accommodate CM Punk. <laughs> I missed that whole question. <laughs> CM Punk coming back? <laughs> uh, Fightful reported that CM Punk is expected uh, back in AEW. Uh, they're making plans for him to come back on June 21st in Chicago. When is the uh, Wembley Stadium? That's August Wembley? August 27th. The 90th. Okay. What do you think they'll do there? I mean, uh, if they can, I would do something CM Punk and FTR versus the Elite. That's the biggest matchup they could possibly do with the people on their yes. roster. A- attendance, though. That's what I was talking about. Oh, what do you attendance think wise, I think they'll do 60,000. They've had, okay. had 45,000 register they haven't sold any tickets yet i think that's an important distinction but they have basically gotten forty-five thousand people to say yes we're interested in buying tickets um which i also thought it was interesting on wwe's part today that they said hey we have sold more tickets on day one for SummerSlam than we ever have for this event before but didn't actually give us a figure uh so it's almost like they were just saying like hey we're still hot too by the way you know we can we can sell out big stadiums too it's not you know it's not just it's not just them everything's everything's fine um man tony khan booking wembley stadium is ambitious it is very very ambitious and he's gonna have to come in strong and and build the best card that he possibly can and i i've said this on another network i do believe this week um if he can book FTR and CM Punk versus uh, the elite do it because that's the biggest match you're going to be able to book. If you can find a way to get Mercedes Monet on the card against somebody like Soraya, who obviously big in the UK, huge women star. They have history with one another. Get those two in the ring together for the first time since Paige's injury. I think, excuse me, Soraya's injury. I think that would be a way to fill the fill the stadium as well. And I think if you can go out there and you can get a big time name guy to come in for for a one off match, and you got a major, and people are going to roll their eyes at me, 
but you got a major star that's going to pack seats because people want to see him wrestle again. And he still is a draw. If you can go out and get somebody like a Bill Goldberg to come in for a one-off match and, and help fill and sell tickets to Wembley Stadium, you do it. I think a match between him and Wardlow makes a ton of sense. Just make sure Wardlow wins the damn thing. Okay, I said I said the, the FTR and CM Punk versus the Elite, but if you want to sell out seats, what I learned this year is that you have a big-name star and you call it their retirement show, it's going to sell out. Kenji yeah. Muda nearly sold out Tokyo Dome because of that. And you call the, the all-in event Sting's retirement match, and you just do Sting versus Chris Jericho or Sting and Darby Allin versus Jericho and Daniel Garcia. I think that could sell it out, too. Yeah, too. Yep, 100%. I thought about that earlier this week, and I forgot about it, so thank you for bringing that up. But yeah, Dutch, I think they'll do somewhere in the ballpark of 60,000. I think they'll get a WrestleMania crowd because I think Tony Khan's going to put together a hell of a card. He has to for, for that stadium. Well, I think that would be a win. That, that would be a win for him. 60,000 would be a win. Oh, absolutely. I think. It, it proves that you can sell a WrestleMania show. If they go 90. Do they have TV in, in the U.K.? Yes. Yeah, they're on ITV in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has TVs okay. as well over in the UK, Dutch. Guys, I'm sorry. It's I'm I'm glitching like hell on this end. Yeah. I'll say something. You guys gotta get looking to, at gotta me. Gotta get like, to rolling super what, chat uh, here. Uh missing, missing due to injury right now. He says AJ Styles, Alexa Bliss. Uh Roland, you're gonna have to get another job, buddy. Biggie, Wyatt, Kofi, R Truth, Orton, Rude, Rousey, Titus O'Neill. Tommaso Ciampa. I think Titus is fine, actually. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Logan Paul's only 28. Yeah, I mean, it, again, it, it all comes down to an age thing. It's all about numbers. Uh, it's it's a number. It's all about how you feel. And obviously, some of those people right now, they ain't feeling too good. But injuries can happen to anybody. They can happen to anybody. All right, we got to go. We're way over on time. Dutch has been glitching for an hour. This delay has been a pain in my butt all night. Uh, take everybody. We'll be back next week at 10.05. Rampage is on Saturday next week, so we'll be talking about SmackDown only next week at 10.05. Remember that, Dutch. 10.05. Have a great weekend, everybody.